It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. First up on today's show, I bumped into this guy at Keith Barry's recent show in Drogheda. I hadn't seen him for quite some time for good reason. His acting career took him stateside where the boys done really good. Colin O'Donoghue, you're very welcome to Late Lunch. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for having me on. Have you been here before? I'm trying to think like we're over 10 years on the air. The early years you might have popped <laughs> I think in. I was here uh, just when The Right had come out, which is yes. clo- close to nine years. Yeah, I thought that all right. Yeah. Eight, l- eight years. Eight years. God yeah. almighty, Colin. That yeah, it's a while. Has yeah. just flown by, hasn't it? I know, it? yeah, it's gone by very quickly. And you've, as I said, been stateside for the majority of the time. Once upon a time, seasons two to six just finished up last year and you are synonymous with Captain Killian Hook-Jones. Yeah, 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 two to seven. Was it? Yeah. Came back? Oh, you were. Yeah, you were I in did the six final, years, That's yeah. right, the final series as well. Um, yeah, it was, it's crazy. It feels almost, it's like a blink of an eye nearly, you know. Mm. It's gone by very, very quickly. When did you move across? And you made the move, like, over there. What year was that? Well, I technically, I never made the move. I, I sort of, I travelled and spent quite a bit of time in LA, mm. like a lot of actors um, do. Uh, but I never actually physically moved there. Okay. And then once once I got Once Upon a Time, uh, I had to, to move to Vancouver to shoot that there. But it was never a specific... I'm going to move to try and do something. It was, I was doing a show, so I had to go there. Oh, so it was Vancouver, and that's where the uh, show was shot for the years that it was on. You based yourself there then, and moved about as well for other stuff, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we'd come home for, so the show would shoot from uh, July until April, May, and then we'd come home back here for yes. for a few months but so I'd, I'd sort of move off to do different things whatever. yes even when you were here but so it's a fairly fluid arrangement for your wife Helen and, and children as well yes I know it, it has been yeah it has been but um, I've been very very lucky to have uh, a very supportive uh, wife and um, family so yeah. yeah it's been great the show itself you mentioned the filming between July and April what's involved when you're shooting a series like this is it a full on week every week or how does it work it intrigues me this it depends on the show of course um, but for me on Once Upon a Time I I was kind of I came in and, and got very busy very early on on the show so you're talking about five maybe six days a week which would be a, a 14 hour shoot day um, now that doesn't include the 
hour you're in before for hair and makeup or whatever, or the hour yeah. afterwards, or travel time and stuff. But mm. so they were long days, but they were it was incredible, you know. And once upon a time in particular, because every episode was a completely different thing. It's not like every week it was sort of the same idea, but just a, a slightly different story. With once upon a time, we were in. Agrabah one week or we were in Neverland or we were in wherever you were you know and so that was great a great experience but it was it was intense it was a lot of work you know um, and when you're standing at four o'clock in the morning in the mountains in Vancouver in the middle of December at minus whatever in basically just a blouse uh, <laughs> you sort of that's when you begin to go oh I wouldn't mind being at home in bed now. <laughs> That's the glamorous side. Yeah. That's the glamorous side, yeah. <laughs> I don't think people ever see that because when you see the finished product, you know what I mean? It's put Yeah, together you so see it. Or, or yeah. what, what, what people tend to see is... You know, they watch the movie and see it and go, oh, that's that looks incredible. And, you know, they'll see the maybe the, the premiere of it and stuff where there's a red carpet and everybody looks very glamorous, but they don't see the 16 hours mm. lying in a ditch somewhere. You know what I mean? But that's the job and, and it's yeah. an incredible... Uh, experience to be able to do it and you know when they go and shoot this is just my curious mind again and you mentioned that 14 hours or whatever does it take more than a day or several days to shoot one episode and do, do they do them sequentially or are they hopping from one to to another and once upon a time it was sequentially and uh, we would shoot an episode over eight days so um that was which is actually very quick for what they actually achieved. Mm. I mean, essentially you're shooting a movie's worth of material in eight days. Yes. Um, it depends on on the show. I think, you know, with Once Upon a Time, we did 22 episodes a season and there were two seasons we did 23 in the same length of time that it takes, I think, like Game of Thrones or something like that. It would shoot eight to ten episodes over the same length okay. of time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So the writers were still trying to kind of figure out exactly what to write for certain episodes toward the end of the season while they were while we were shooting yes. whereas I think with certain shows you might have the six to eight scripts already written so you can you can then plan yes maybe we'll shoot this from episode six there you know yes. at the same time that we're doing whatever mm. I'm just walking around my brain here 180 something days you know to make know, the 22 yeah. roughly it's a it's a lot of input and a lot of hours going yeah. into it do you know when you're in this and, and you're playing the prominent part you did and you're watching the stories and you were mentioning they change and where yeah. you are change as well do you follow it do you anticipate you know what might be coming or do you leave that to the to the writers and you just take your lines well, we used to we used to guess on set sometimes what was going to happen and then you know it would kind of either it would turn out like that or it might come out it might turn out completely different because we'd only have maybe the script the next the script for the next episode like a week before you know so mm. you wouldn't know and so you were kind of reading it a bit like the fans of the show were watching it because right. you you wanted to see what was going to happen yeah uh, which was which was all part of the fun and like my god what a success that series was and I suppose like anything after what you were there seven seasons or whatever mm. came to a, a natural conclusion yeah. or everything runs its course as such was there a real sadness you know I have to say The Good Wife was one I loved yeah. in uh, when, it, when it screened there uh, a few years back and I followed every episode and when it finished I was I was really sad I mean you're naturally sad because you're finishing up playing a character that you've played for you've invested in for six years and you know I absolutely loved playing Captain Hook Uh, and 
it'll forever be a part of of me uh, you know and uh, like one of the one of my proudest things we were in I was doing a thing in Disney World last year and I got taken in they were doing a pirates uh, exhibition and um, my costume was there and I was told there that it had been requisitioned for the Disney archives as the official Captain Hook costume and that for me was I was Mm. like there you go. That's that's an. I never ever thought something like that would be. Well, one, I never thought I'd ever play Captain Hook. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, so that was kind of a big thing. But yeah, you do feel a sense of sadness. You know, you you kind of build a little bit of a family of unit there, and you know, not just the cast, mostly with the crew and stuff, because you're there. You spend all your time with them. Mm. But uh, but you also you you know, I think at that at that point you're ready to kind of let it fly you know what I mean and yeah. sort of go and, and see what's next pull the curtain and move on to the next yeah. uh, opportunity and project so that is a time it, it, it is a moment it's like a hiatus in your career that you say okay that's done now let's move forward to something else you did hear the rumours late last year I'm sure about you and a big role to come yes don't know what you're talking <laughs> about <laughs> you are <laughs> <laughs> well I remind you uh, no, uh, uh, no. Do you no. need reminding? No, no, no. I you were being mentioned in the same breath as the uh, actor that was going to play the next Superman. Did, right? Did, did you hear anything about that? Is, is that, or is it just rumor, conjecture? Still, I think it's you know, it just you know something maybe that's floating around yeah. in the ether. Who knows? I'll never play poker with you. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever. Anyway, that's what down the road, and it is a rumour, I have to say, at this stage. But a nice rumour, you have to say. You yeah, know, it's nice it to be It is nice to be considered. mentioned, isn't it? And yeah. A massive role like that in the same breath. Yeah. But what is, where are you now? You know, seriously, like, when you come to the end of something that's been brilliant for you and part of your life for so long, how do you pick up from there? Have you an agent, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your agent yeah. is working away for you, yeah. like, looking at options beyond this. Oh yeah, well I mean I, I sort of, I finished Once Upon a Time You know I was very lucky to shoot uh, Quite a few movies in between as well And you know I just When when Once finished I definitely wanted to take a, a break for a little bit I didn't take too long before I was off Shooting something else uh, So you know it was kind of I've, I've been lucky like that You know but you kind my, my, my thing was that I wanted to do Something that was different than Captain Hook had been mm. and to try and sort of expand a little bit and, and, and you know, stretch myself a little bit and I think that I've been lucky to be able to do that. Okay. So there's opportunities and more to come that you're looking at, prospects there, definite work, all that type of thing. It's a mix at the moment for you. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been busy. I've only actually been off for, for three weeks. So <laughs> I've just, you know... <laughs> Uh, Aren't we so lucky to get him here this afternoon? I know we are, and I'm, I'm really delighted he's, he's with us. So lots of options there. And, you know, when you look at your CV going back, you know, you talk about TV, you've excelled mm-hmm. in uh, on the big screen with movies as well, theatre, you've performed on the stage. You have many aspects to you. Would you like to go back and do theatre? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to if the right thing came up. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do it. I mean, I'd be terrified. It's been a long time since I've done it. <laughs> oh, but, come on, Colin. Uh, you know, Would you? Really? It's more... The I used to get very nervous now, I, but that was what drives you a little bit when you do yeah. it, and then you come off stage at the end of the show and you're exhilarated and, and mm. stuff. So, um, 
It's a it's a whole different beast, but uh, yeah, look, I, the way the way I approach it is that I, I think that theatre and TV, film, it's all it's all coming from the same place. As an actor, you know, you're you're basically you're pretending to be somebody else, and and you want to play. You know, we're all essentially just grown up five year olds <laughs> who just want to play every day. You know, isn't that a great description? And and isn't that something if you can carry that with you through your life to be at that stage because five-year-olds have great fun yeah they do yeah they do and they really believe what what it is that they're doing so hopefully hopefully that comes across when i'm acting absolutely so in 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 the year ahead as you move on will you be in that scenario again you'll be moving and shaking traveling going to where the work is taking on whatever roles you have to take on that's your plan while getting some time back here at home as well yes yeah well that's the plan you know i sort of finished once upon a time and then i was lucky enough to do you know get get asked to do a, a thing for netflix with dolly parton so i did that uh, towards the end of last year and then i just finished a movie version of Fairy Tale in New York, which I played the lead uh, in, so that should come out towards the end of this year. And then there's something else in the pipeline. So, what's Dolly like? She's amazing. Yeah, she? she's everything. She that comes across like yeah. as such a, a lovely, lovely person. Yeah, she's amazing. She's an amazing person, and uh, she's everything that you think she would be multiplied by a hundred. She's uh, really brilliant. So you got on like a house in fire. With yeah, her. she's easy great. to. Yeah, easy. You get that impression with her as well. Um, when you step right back with you and uh, of course your musical background is well known in the locality founder of The Enemies back in 2003 yeah. with uh, the wonderful Ronan McQuillan and they're still going strong oh still flying along yeah yeah. what's their secret how do they how have they lasted and stayed right at the top all this time I think just fantastic musicians and you know Ronan, I know he's listening, so he's probably going to go red listening to this. Uh, uh, Ronan has a fantastic uh, way with people and, and an, an incredible voice, and I think that people really respond to it. You know, there's mm. real talent in the band and um, just a love for what for what they do. That's That always translates, mm. you know. They played my son's wedding last August, and my God, talk about being on top of your game. Yeah. They're just wonderful. They simply are brilliant. With you, do you still you played and sang with them as well? Do you pick up the guitar? Do you do? I anything? still fiddle uh, do with you? the guitar. Yeah, is that what you call it? Fiddling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't had a huge amount of time, um, you know, over the last few years to 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 play. But I'll 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 mess about with the guitar at home, and you know, I've uh, I've been lucky enough to meet some really fantastic musicians during my time, and sort of mess around with them as well so that's been it's been fun mm. and it's another string to your bow no pun intended because you always have that as well yeah. Yeah. to take with you and use in your in your acting and, and, and roles that may come in, in the future as well if you were to go like TV has been your forte uh, in recent years but going back to theatre TV movies mm-hmm. what's your preference or do you have a preference do you love them all in equal measure I wouldn't be able to say what, what a preference is uh, at all really to be honest because like I said it's about a um, it's about how you sort of feel a character and how you can inhibit it and what that's like so you know how you relate to a character will change your it doesn't matter whether it's theatre or TV or Mm. film if you if you feel like that character can you can bring something to that then that's all that matters, really. And 
that's I mean what's great about theatre is that you're able to create a world for an audience in a room that's not there that's yeah. simply not there and have them believe that they're in this world and that's an incredible thing mm. to be able to do that mm. because you also are inhibiting that world inhabiting that world and you know what I mean it's it's kind of that's to me the magic of theatre yeah. uh, whereas film you know you don't see the audience do that but you're doing the same thing and you're feeling what the the character is feeling and all that kind of stuff. So it's I I, I couldn't pick when you, when you look and going back to uh, once again and you see the finished product and you watch it on TV or the movies you've been in as well. What's that like to go and sit and look at it finished and and your performance and all around that? I mean, I, I don't tend to sit there and watch all of my stuff <laughs> back to back to be no, honest. But but you've obviously uh, gone and you know you've done this. You've gone and looked at uh, the first few times. It was very very strange. You know, on once upon a time because the show was on every week and it was, you know, we did 156 episodes, whatever. You sort of get used to seeing yourself as this character. Uh, but it's, I mean, that's not what you, that's not why you do it. It's sort of what you feel in the moment is gone then mm. and you just hope that it will translate for other people. Mm. How do you feel about fame? Because you have become very famous. You've become famous all over the world with this and all you've done in your career and what lies ahead of you as well. How does that sit with you? It's not something that I really think about, if I'm completely honest. Um, you know, I, I kind of... This idea of fame and what people aspire to, if that's what you aspire to, then that's that's fine, but... You know, at the end of the day, you still have to go home and wash your dishes and iron your shirts and all that stuff. Look it's after not, your children, but it's not real. Yeah. It's not a. It's not an actual real thing, and it comes and goes. I think from for me, it's more of an idea of I want to push myself as much as I can as an actor in the craft that I trained in mm. and the the job that I love to do and do the best that I can do. If I if 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 people decide oh, well, he's becoming famous because of that. That's up to them. It's not something that I particularly... Yeah. You know, because certainly for the 10 years where I wasn't really working that much as an actor, but really trying to... I wasn't doing it to be famous. I was doing it because that was the passion and that was the the drive. And and it was also something that my family and and friends all believed in me and, and sort of helped me push through, you know. Is it sweeter because of that? Is it sweeter because you've experienced the two sides of this? You mentioned those 10 years. I think what you do is that you just appreciate uh, how lucky you are to, to to have a job. Now, you also want to do the best job that you can do and, and, and sort of, you know, pick the right things for you. But it's uh, I think it's important to sort of sometimes... I think people work and work and work and work and never take a, a second to step back and go, oh actually I'm doing something really good there or I really enjoyed that or whatever you know and I think it's it's good to take a step back and sort of go that's a really that was a doing Once Upon a Time was a really Once Upon a Time was a really great moment in, mm. in my life and, and I, I appreciate it mm. What do you do for downtime? Do you know when you God I not much downtime as you said even since yeah. one stopped and you've been busy with only the, the few days you've yeah. had off I know you're into the football and sport as well great performance last night we have to great, say great performance last night yeah they did at really last well. Colin yeah it's about time oh my god it's been a long wilderness hasn't it but last night Ireland I want to say that again just well and I know he follows the ball as well it, they were great last night and well done to Mick and the team they yeah. really played well and they, they went for it and, and that's something I know you're, you, you love sport what else what, what else do you do to wind down 
Music, listen to music. Yeah. Uh, spend, just spend time with family, you know, haven't been away for so long. It's uh, it's important to sort of be at home and, and, and see people when you're here and, and spend time with your family and friends. And uh, that's kind of, it, you know, it really for, yeah. for, for me, you know, watch movies. You know, the usual stuff. That the usual do. stuff is right. Anyway, you are one of the good guys, I want to say again. And really, uh, you come from a wonderful family. And, you know, you are a modest man, let me say. Uh-huh. And I, I really love that about you. But you've done so good. And I, I say this for an awful lot of people. Your own people here back home are so proud of you. Thanks very much, Jerry. I appreciate that. And I want to say that today to you. Thank you for dropping in to us. I wish you well with whatever comes your way. I see Batman and other characters being all mentioned here on the messages coming oh, really? in. Wherever life takes yeah. you, this man will fly, I promise you. But for the moment, Colin O'Donoghue, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks for joining Jerry, us. Jerry, thanks for having me. Thanks Thank very you. much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.